It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position by position analysis of the upcoming NFL draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the draft dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Hey everybody, welcome back in. It's the Locked On Eagles podcast, this Wednesday edition of the show. What's going on? Louis DiBiase joining you. OTAs officially underway. We had voluntary practice yesterday, and um, I am just like a kid in a candy store right now with the Eagles season getting underway once again. I think, you know, it's different for me. I haven't had this much anticipation for a season in a very long time. I would even go back to... Man, I hate to say it, but the uh, 2015 Philadelphia Eagles, Chip Kelly had me brainwashed. I thought that that was going to be, and I, look, I'm not the only one. I remember, I still will, I will never forget it. Adam Schefter picked the Philadelphia Eagles to win the Super Bowl that year with Sam Bradford as Super Bowl MVP. But you look at 2017, even though they won the Super Bowl that year, you go into the summer. I was excited about year two for Carson Wentz, but you can go back when I used to write for Inside the Eagles on fan side. I did the uh, whole, you know, win, win loss prediction thing in April, and I had them going nine and seven. I thought the expectations weren't as high as winning a championship, certainly in Peterson and Wentz's second year. And then last year, I was in, you know, really highly anticipating it. But it was more so because of the excitement about they just won the Super Bowl. They have all those guys still in place. Here's Carson Wentz coming back. But the 2019 Philadelphia Eagles, to me, are a special team. And I think it's different from the 2015 roster. I think it's different from the dream team of 2011. Because I think they already had the core in place. A core that showed they could win a Super Bowl. But now they add on top of that. So I think the dream team here, I think 2015 a lot of those additions were becoming the core of the team, right? They were trying to add the entire core of the team, the most important pieces through free agency, through just meshing everybody together 
And it just, it, it didn't work. Whereas I think already they have this 2017 core still in place, but now you're adding guys like, you know, in the draft, Miles Sanders, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, Andre Dillard eventually when he takes over for Jason Peters. Free agency, you're putting Malik Jackson next to Fletcher Cox and with Tim Jernigan rotating through. You're bringing back a lot of guys. This is why I'm excited too. You're bringing back a lot of guys. Vinny Curry coming back, Deshaun Jackson coming back. Deshaun, by the way, is who we're going to get into on today's edition of the podcast. I think Deshaun, look, he returned to the Philadelphia Eagles. I think he needs to return to something else that he used to do in Philadelphia. That's what we're getting into on today's edition of the podcast. And what he needs to return to is returning itself. Punt returning is something I think we could and should see this year with Deshaun Jackson in the backfield for the Philadelphia Eagles. But, man, let me tell you how it was so exciting seeing Deshaun back yesterday. I kept anticipating a return. You, you guys know this. Anybody that's been following me on Twitter, shameless plug, at DBossiLOE. Anyone that's been following my Eagles coverage for the past, I would say, three years now, really, I think the offseason after the 2016 season, when the whole speculation that, I mean, because remember, the Eagles needed receivers desperately with only Doriel Green Beckham, Josh Huff, number 17, Nelson Aguilar, which was a different human being, and uh, Jordan Matthews in house. They add Alshon Jeffrey and Torrey Smith, but I thought Deshaun Jackson was coming back. And look, it's the kid in me, it's the fanboy in me that kept wanting him back, but rightfully so. I think he is the perfect wide receiver, the receiver that the Eagles have been trying to get Carson Wentz with Torrey Smith, with Mike Wallace, and just have never been able to get it right. And I think Deshaun Jackson's that guy. And man, seeing Wentz throw to him yesterday was just so cool. The nostalgic, excuse me, fan in me, um, media guy, it was just awesome to watch him catch passes because Deshaun has caught passes from so many different eras of Eagles quarterbacks, right? He comes into the league in 2008 and he's catching passes in the NFC championship game with Donovan McNabb. Then it's Kevin Cobb. Everybody thinks he's going to be the face of the franchise. So Deshaun's making plays with him in 2009 and in 2010. Of course, Michael Vicks, the guy he gelled with the most for three years. And Nick Foles, he caught passes from uh, Vince Young. I'm sure he caught passes from Mike Kafka somewhere along the way. And now he's catching passes from the new golden child in Carson Wentz. So it was it was awesome yesterday, voluntary OTAs, to see And look, he just looks so explosive. I mean, his footwork, they did some highlights of yesterday's camp and the footwork drills he was doing, how soft his hands looked. He has better hands than I think people give him credit for just because it's so hard for him to go up and catch contested balls because of his size and his frame. But his hands, his footwork, he looked smooth yesterday. Carson Wentz even said it at his press conference that, man, he's getting up there in age. He's at the tail end of his career age-wise, but that dude can still fly. I have seen no signs of Deshaun Jackson slowing down. You know, seeing him in that green practice jersey gave me flashbacks to the old Lehigh days, you know, where at Lehigh when the Eagles did training camp back then, up until Chip Kelly moved them back to uh, Novacare. And, you know, it's it's awesome to see Deshaun back. He's rocking the visor, the look good, play good mentality. Like I said, big part of my brand. He's Deshaun is really, I tweeted this out the one time, a picture of what he looked like last time he was on the Eagles. And then what he what his getup was from in Washington and in Tampa Bay. He's rocking the visor now. He's rocking the big mouthpiece. I think the big mouthpiece is essential to the swag 
of a player's game day look. He's got arm sleeves on that match the color of his gloves. Deshaun's equipment game right now is through the roof, so hopefully he continues that because, you know, back in the day, he sometimes he wouldn't use the visor. He'd have the long, baggy Sam Bradford-like sleeves underneath, but he really started to get his equipment game going that first year at Washington. And it, actually, it went back, and this is, I know, I'm sorry I'm nerding out on Deshaun Jackson equipment talk, so just bear with me here, but it actually started. Deshaun started to get his look going. That Pro Bowl year in 2013, at the Pro Bowl, Jackson put the dark visor on. He got the arm sleeve going down in Hawaii, and it took off from there. So I think we're getting a new and improved Deshaun Jackson, not only on the field, but off the field as well. And I think what can come with this new Deshaun Jackson 2.0 is a return to what he did so great the first couple years of his career from 2008 until 2010, and that was punt returns. To me, this guy, I mean, you talk about the likes of Devin Hester, the likes of, of course, we know in Philadelphia, Darren Sproles. Deion Sanders was a good returner. I have never, um, he is one of the most, Deshaun Jackson, one of the best deep threats of all time, but he is also one of the most dangerous punt returners there has ever been in the NFL, and the Eagles have seen some really good ones. We had Darren Sproles. We've had... Brian Westbrook, but Deshaun Jackson, and to me still, considering that explosiveness, I think they're going to go back to putting him at punt returner, and I think they need him back there. So that's what we're getting into today is, should the Eagles put Deshaun Jackson back there for punts like they used to from 2008 up until 2010? So we're going to get into that coming up next right here on Lockdown Eagles, and guys, today's show is brought to you by Hotels. Don't be hating on your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com. Get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com can be there for you. You got to do it. Go get rewarded and go see the world. We thank Hotels.com for sponsoring Lockdown Eagles today. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, everybody, welcome back to the show. It's Louis DiBiase, and we're getting into Deshaun Jackson, and I think this is a different little curve here about Deshaun Jackson's return is that now he isn't the number one wide receiver anymore. You look at in the past, he was, he was even really from the start, his rookie year, he had over 900 receiving yards. I mean, they were going through what Kevin Curtis, uh, who, who else was there? Trying to think, I mean, Reggie Brown, right? I mean, they didn't have a lot of a rookie Brent Selleck. They didn't have a lot of weapons at the time. Deshaun came in, they brought in Desha- uh, Jeremy Macklin. I mean, they did draft in the first round the following year in 2009. But I think Deshaun Jet. I mean, Macklin was always the most consistent guy. But Deshaun Jackson was always the most impactful. Even if, and again, Deshaun can do his damage with two catches. With one catch, really. I mean, we saw it week two last year, Philadelphia against Tampa Bay, when the second play of the game, he scores a 70-plus yard receiving touchdown on Jalen Mills. He was always the most impactful wide receiver. He was always, to me, and to everyone really around the league, he was the Philadelphia Eagles' best wide receiver, and they paid him like that in 2011. So, 
and that's why they eventually moved him off punt returning. He did it 2008 in his rookie year. That he did it in 2009 when he was at his best. 2010, of course, he has the miracle in the New Meadowlands punt return touchdown. But after that, he got his money. It was, you know, he was in the prime of his career, so he wanted to. I think, I think it was a him call. I also think it was the Eagles' call that they wanted to keep him healthy. So. In the prime of his career, the risk was a lot higher than what it is right now. Now, he is someone that's coming in. He's going to be a role player on the offense. He knows. I mean, look, I think this is another way for him to get more touches. I don't think he cares that much anymore. I think that's why he chose Philadelphia. I think his priorities now are to win football games and to win championships and really cement his legacy in Philadelphia. But at the same time, there are a lot of options. Like I said, he's not the wide receiver one anymore. They got Alshon Jeffrey and Nelson Aguilar already at wide receiver. They drafted J.J.R. Sigal Whiteside in the second round. They have running backs they're going to be using in the passing game like Miles Sanders. And of course, Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. Can't forget about the best tight end tandem in the NFL. So there's a lot of options right now with one football. So this is another way not only for him to get more touches, but the Eagles aren't invested in him as much as they used to be. Losing Deshaun Jackson, of course, would affect the team because I think he's going to play a substantial role in Carson Wentz's development in year four. I think Deshaun Jackson and him are going to click tremendously. There's going to be a lot of bombs this year that we have not seen in a long time where you just see Wentz cock back and let that thing rip, and you know who's going to be on the other side of the field who he's targeting. But at the same time, I mean, money-wise, age, role with the team... I think the Eagles have a lot less to lose by putting Deshaun... I think they have more to gain now and a lot less to lose with Deshaun Jackson as a punt returner compared to when he was dependent. They were depending on him to be that wide receiver one. So there's just so many more options on offense. And for that, and because of his age, I think it should make them feel better about the risk. And I think it should make Deshaun Jackson feel better because this is a guy that's going to get the ball more simply. He's going to be back there. And we all know that he can make plays at punt returner. Once again, I mean, I'm a 21 year old football fan. So growing up, the guys that I am used to watching as electric punt returners, the first ones that come to my mind, of course, Devin Hester, and of course, Darren Sproles and Brian Westbrook as well with Philadelphia. But Deshaun Jackson is that guy too. I mean, we saw it. The miracle in the New Meadowlands, Matt Dodge was not supposed to kick it to Deshaun. And he did it anyway, and look what happened. The Giants end up getting sent home that year. They don't make the playoffs. The Eagles win the NFC East. And the Eagles need it. They need help at punt returner. There's no more Darren Sproles, at least we don't think there is, with, I mean, drafting Miles Sanders. Truthfully, I think it's time to move on. I think the whole rotation with, oh, here's our power back, and here's our... Here's our speed back. It's very predictable. On third and two, I know I make this analogy all the time, on a sh- on a short yardage situation, when LeGarrette Blount was on the field, you kind of knew what was happening. If it was a third and five, third and four, but Sproles is out there, odds are the Eagles were throwing the football. Now that they added Miles Sanders, now that Cord Clement's going to come back healthy, Clement was kind of that Sproles in 2017. I think it's time to move on, but they also don't have Kenyon Barner anymore. Kenyon Barner was very effective in that fourth running back role, but he was the main punt returner the Super Bowl season, and that helped the Eagles a lot. They don't have Barner anymore. They don't have Sproles. They only, and without those guys last year for the majority of the season, with Sproles coming back at the end, they averaged just six and a half yards per return without those guys, which was 23rd in the NFL. And the Eagles. Look, that's not, I mean, that's pretty rare for them. That's not 
a usual trend for the Eagles when it comes to special teams. Normally, the past 10 years, they've been one of the better return teams in the NFL. Not only punt returns, but kick return touchdowns too, right? With Wendell Smallwood taking some to the house in 2016. Even with Josh Huff, I couldn't remember, against the Titans in 2015 or 2014 and against the uh, the Vikings in 2016. So there's my Josh Huff history that I still remember for some godforsaken reason. But now, they again, last year, they only averaged six and a half yards per punt return. They haven't scored a punt return touchdown since 2015. So it's been four years since they've taken one to the house. And we see what kind of boost that can be. Let's look at that 2014 Eagles team that went 10 and six and that 2015 team. The efficiency of Chip Kelly's offense those two years was on a slow, gradual decline. And then it just absolutely plummeted. Like from 2013, it was, it was at an all time high. His first year, the Eagles were one of the best offenses in football. And then in 2014, they were still effective. They were still scoring a lot of points. But you could tell with Nick Foles, without Deshaun Jackson, they simply were just not as efficient. Then in 2015, it just spiraled downhill because you thought you could replicate it with Sam Bradford and Josh Huff and Jordan Matthews and DeMarco Murray and Ryan Matthews and think you were going to get the same result. But you saw special teams kept them in games, especially in 2014. When they started that year off, I think like four games over 500, right? They started off fast, even though it didn't feel like it because the it was kind of one of those fast starts that just seemed slower than it actually was. It was because the special teams was on a historic pace. I mean, the Eagles special teams from 2013 up until like 2017 was one of the best in football. It probably, it was the best. It wasn't just returning, but it was blocked punts. It was kickoff. I mean, they were one of the most dominant special teams units that I've ever seen. And it helped boost up those. I mean, it resulted in a lot of wins those two years. Sproles had two punt return touchdowns in both of those seasons. They were second in average yards per return from 2014 up until 2016. I think that's just another facet of this Eagles team. I think it's one of the only ones outside of maybe health and um, consistency with the offensive line last year, I think with with running backs, of course. But I think one of the big things the Eagles need to improve upon, because the offensive line did it. I mean, they have the personnel. They they bounced back last year. The one thing I think this Eagles team needs to get better at that's the most important, and I guess it shows that the Eagles really don't have a lot to really work on, but one of the big ones is special teams and it's returning. So I think Deshaun Jackson coming back being as dominant as Sproles in that role would be huge for not only him, but for this football team. And let's just look at Deshaun, his first two years. He had three punt return touchdowns. He averaged the most return yards in the league. 2009 was that dominant year at 13 and a half yards per punt return. So you're cutting your possession. I mean, you're chopping that up. You're going to gain an extra 13 and a half yards per return for Deshaun Jackson. And he had two touchdowns that year. Then on top of that, in 2010, the last year that he really had that role, he had the most memorable punt return touchdown of all time. So four return touchdowns in the three years that he did it as a, you know, in a heavy role as the punt returner, that's incredible. And you look at the explosiveness yesterday that you can still see in his game that we saw against Tampa Bay last year, that we saw for years at Washington. I still think he is someone that can really do that in an effective way. And I think it's the perfect timing now with this return to Philadelphia that he makes a return to the return game. 
All right, let's take one final break here. When we come back, I just want to get into maybe who else would do it if the Eagles don't want to take that route, if they want to preserve Deshaun Jackson because they don't know if Matt Collins still, in fact, exists, if J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, I mean, Deshaun Jackson healthy. Of course, they have Arcega-Whiteside, but he is a rookie wide receiver. Sometimes take time to develop i.e. Nelson Aguilar. I don't think our Sega Whiteside's going to be that way. But if he is, it's nice to have Deshaun because as much as people love 12 personnel, Doug Peterson is going to be a 11 personnel heavy kind of offensive mind. So who are some other options the Eagles can have at the punt return game? And again, they need to boost that facet of their team badly. They only averaged six and a half yards last year compared to back in the day with Deshaun Jackson, 2009, at 13 and a half yards per return. So let's get into some other names next, right here on Locked on Eagles. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back. As we wrap up today's edition of the podcast, I do really think it's time Deshaun Jackson goes back to his days as a punt returner. The don't kick it to Deshaun mentality, it would be nice to have that back. And just, man, it was so fun to watch. It's just a part of the game, just as a fan, like you look at it. 2014, 2015 specifically, didn't have a lot of fun moments on offense. But knowing that you have a guy like Deshaun Jackson back there or a Darren Sproles, knowing that they could take it to the house at any moment, it's just another big play that we love to see in football. And the Eagles simply, even with Kenyon Barner, like he was efficient with it. But Jackson and Sproles were just different types of breeds. And now that Sproles is probably out of Philadelphia this year, I think he's going to retire. Still not sure what's going on with that whole situation. But it seems like he hasn't made an official statement, but right now it seems like he is going to retire But with Deshaun Jackson back in the role that he is in now is that probably second or third receiver, maybe you could argue fourth passing option with Zach Gertz as well, maybe fifth depending on the leap Dallas Goddard takes and what they want to do schematically with 11 versus 12 personnel. I think it's time for him to get the ball more in the punt return game, but also to get Philadelphia back to being a dominant team in that area because it's one of the few areas that they need to improve upon in 2019. If they don't Use Deshaun Jackson as the punt returner. Here are some other options, I think. I think if Boston Scott makes the team, he is a very likely option. I think that's a big part of why the Eagles brought him in. Maybe Miles Sanders. I think running back specifically is something that they're going to look at for this role. I think Miles Sanders can do it for sure. He is someone that can make you miss really easily. But I want to keep him healthy. I think eventually this year they're going to share that running back role with Jordan Howard, Miles Sanders, and Corey Clement. But I think eventually Miles Sanders is going to take over as that lead back. So I don't much like why they moved Deshaun away from that role eventually. I think you're going to want to keep Miles Sanders healthy. Corey Clement could be that guy. I think when he's healthy now, get some of that explosiveness back. Hopefully his leg is okay. However, he did kind of struggle in that role. 
with some fumbling issues. I remember uh, week three against the Colts last year was a brutal game for he just could not catch. I mean, it was a rainy day, but he really struggled to. And some, you know, elements is a thing, especially when it's cold out up north and in the northeast. You got to be able to catch these punt returns. And Corey Clement did not do that very well that game when he had that punt return gig. So, but I, I would be into giving him another option there I think as the third running back I think giving him another chance there is is a good idea so I think some of the running backs is an interesting option maybe Wendell Smallwood but here's a name that probably you haven't thought of a guy that's on the roster bubble right now but if he beats out Shelton Gibson or even Matt Collins for one of those wide receiver spots behind the top four it's Greg Ward Jr. I think Greg Ward could be this option and I think he should really emphasize trying to get reps at punt return, not only throughout the summer in training camp and in OTAs, but also in the preseason. Because if you look back to his days in the AAF this year, the only season of the American, the American Alliance Football League, I think that he could do it. He had a punt return touchdown of 75 yards in the AAF. So also keep an eye out for Greg Ward Jr., so those are the other guys. I think if Deshaun Jackson's not your punt returner, I think maybe Boston Scott, if he can beat out Smallwood. If not, it could be Smallwood. Uh, maybe Miles Sanders, but again, I'd want to keep him healthy. I think Corey Clement, if you give him another look in that role, I think that's possible. But once again, Greg Ward, he uh, took a 75-yard return to the house in the AAF just a couple months ago. So if Greg Ward wants to make this roster, I think carving out a niche role with this team could be the way for him to make it. And I think punt returning could be that. But for me, I think it's a no-brainer. We haven't seen it in a long time. It's been nine years since the Miracle in the New Meadowlands, which is crazy for me to think about because those were the the prime golden days for me as a young Eagles fan, which again, definitely dates me. But I think Deshaun Jackson still has that explosiveness. I think in the role he's in now, I think with how many options there are on offense, it's good for, it's right for the team right now, especially considering how they've struggled there the past year. I think it's right for him right now to get the ball more. It'll keep him happy because as much as I think he's changed, as much as I don't think he ever was someone that needed a ton of targets to be happy, I do think, I mean, you want the ball. You're a wide receiver. All those skill position guys, they want the rock. And I think punt returning could be that way for Deshaun Jackson. All right, everybody, that's going to do it for today's edition of Locked on Eagles. We'd like to thank our sponsors for today's show, Hotels.com, Untuck It, and Grip Six Belts. You can always check out all their stuff. And uh, we do appreciate them sponsoring today's edition of the Locked on Eagles podcast. Make sure you go and use all those promo codes for Untuck It. It's code word MBA to get 20% off. And uh, for Grip Six Belts, all you got to do is go to gripsix.com slash L-O-C-K-E. So gripsix.com slash lock. For myself, Lou DiBiase, signing off as always. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. And let's go birds, baby. Make sure also subscribe to the show. If you could leave us a five-star rate and review, if you can hit us up on Twitter, we'll keep the conversation going on Twitter at LockdownBirds, at DiBiase, L-O-E, and my co-host Gino at Gino underscore L-O-E. All right, that's it for me. Peace out, everybody. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. 
Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.